Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, welcome everybody to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove, and with me is the super producer, Jason. Greetings, everyone. You know, Jason, it's good. This is like two in a row we've recorded that you've been you've been with me. This yeah, is like we've had, a, we've had our availabilities to match up just right, and hopefully, we keep the streak going. Yeah, we're starting starting a streak back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, but uh, no, it's good. To, it's good to uh, it's good to hear that greetings coming over the uh, um, over the airwaves. You know, kind of it kind of makes me feel warm and fuzzy. Just reminiscent of old times, right? <laughs> something like that. Something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so hey, I want to remind everybody uh, before we bring our guest on. Um, if you want to hang out with me and Jason, the super producer, and who knows, maybe the judge, if we could pry the judge away from his new pool, should I tell everybody he got a pool? Yeah, let's go ahead and tell Let's him. talk about, yeah, you got a pool put in, you know, because he's busy. He's a busy guy. It's stressful <laughs> being the judge, but, uh, but, uh, uh, to be honest, I think getting a pool in is, sounds like a very stressful thing <laughs> to be quite honest, but, uh. But if you want to come hang out with us and um, share some experiences or a story with us, uh, you can find us on our Facebook page from the Shadows Podcast, our forum page on Facebook, which is after the Shadows. So if you join one, you might as well join the other. Okay. Or you can come find me on Instagram at Shane Grove Author or our From the Shadows Podcast Instagram page. 
or just go to our website from the Shadows Podcast, hit the contact button, and you can send uh, an email that I will get. So, um, and we also want to remind it, Jason always wants me to remind everybody, if you really like the stuff we're, we're doing and you're a big fan, there's some cool stuff over on our Patreon page. Um, we're really ramping up the content that we're throwing up over there. Um, you get to hear at least an extra midweek holler for the month and an extra paranormal episode. And then you get to hear everything at a certain level commercial free. Um, we're working on some other cool stuff uh, for our Patreon. And we just appreciate everybody that uh, that is a Patreon already. Um, and then um, if you if you really like an episode, share it with a friend. That's the best way to uh, to support us. And uh, we do have great fans. We hear from them all the time, and uh, that's kind of that's kind of how we got our our guest for tonight. I I think she's a fan. She may not be after she sits and talks with us, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but uh, she's somebody that I kind of got to know uh, through uh, messaging on Instagram, and um, um, she took a little prod. I think she's kind of shy, but we're going to break her of that. Um, whether she likes it or not, but she's got some really cool stories to share with everybody. Um, and it runs the gamut. So I don't even, I'm not even going to spoil the surprise, but we'll bring Alex on, uh, to the show. Welcome to the, from the shadows podcast, Alex. Hi, thank you. Thank you for coming on, Alex. No, you're not, you're not, um, you're not, uh, intimidated with Jason, the super producer, in your ear, talking all, you know, sweet and and uh, sexy like he does, right? Extremely intimidated. <laughs> uh, I'm just projecting. I'm intimidated with his. his <laughs> well, well, Alex, what? Um, just let's get into it. I, I know you have a lot of kind of cool experiences. Um, tell everybody kind of where you're at give a little background maybe and let's let's go through some of the stuff that has happened to you as you've i guess uh gone through life okay um i'm in salt lake city utah um i'm half native american and half spanish and so i spent uh, my last two years of high school attending a native american boarding school um, in Oklahoma, and um, the school is, like, over, like, 100 years old because, like, they used to um, take the children away from their parents and put them in boarding schools to, like, make them non-savages, I guess you would say. <laughs> and um, so that's how the school started. So, um there's like a lot of um, energy there, I guess you would say, like a lot of stuff that happened there. And um, so the dorm that I stayed in was the athletic dorm. So you had to like play a sport. And um, it was one of the um, considered the most haunted dorm on campus. So I mean, like, Every night, like, you would lock your um, locker with an actual lock. And um, 
you'd wake up and it your locker'd be open um, every night something would sit on your bed, touch your face like doors would just be constantly like slamming like all night long. You're at like to the point where like you just like like stop it, like leave me alone. Like it became normal. Wow. Was that... it was it was it really worth playing a sport to be in that door? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean that sounds terrible. That's like some poltergeist activity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean it was worth it because you gotta get off campus. <laughs> oh well, but... okay. Okay. Uh what so what do they believe? Did they believe that that activity was caused from the previous hundred plus years of just you know being in an awful place? Um. Yeah, I think so. They just like just like yeah, just all the energy that of all the stuff that just happened. So, just like I don't like the whole time I was there, like I only seen like a full like spirit like or ghost or whatever you want to call it once and i mean i thought it was somebody like walking into my room that i didn't know and when i got up to see who it was like there was nobody there oh you mean but, you you saw like yeah. a full-blown apparition like it was a yeah, person like, was, yeah i thought like some girl walked into my room because it was Easter weekend, and there was only, like, five of us that was there that weekend. Everybody else had uh, went home or got checked out with friends. And so there was only five of us there. And so a girl walked into my room as I'm sitting on my bed, and I'm, I don't recognize them, but I don't see their face. I only see, like, the side. And I'm wondering why they're walking in between my lockers, like, like a dead end like there's nothing over there so i'm like what are they doing so i got up to see and there was nobody there wow that's cool <laughs> that's uh, well, scary now cool. now i want to ask you was so how was this place while you were there was it still like a bad you know a bad place to be or was it had it no um it was actually um it wasn't that bad like like good sports. I mean, as long as you, I mean, there was, of course, there's like at every school, you know, there's kids that like to fight or, you know, not follow rules or whatever. But um, if you did that, of course, you got put into like um, a dorm, like for like boot camp dorm for whatever amount of time or whatever thing you did, you know, there's like, it was like, you commit like a certain thing, then you get like this amount of time in there. But other than that, like as long as, I mean, if you play sports, it was fun because you got to go and eat like at good restaurants and get off campus and stuff. But from what I hear, like my dad went there, to, like and like people before him, and he said when he was there, it was bad. Yeah, I can well. I can imagine. I mean, uh, I think Jason will attest. Even when we were in school, uh, in a public school, there's a lot more corporal punishment <laughs> back in those days. Oh yeah, absolutely. I can, I, I can imagine at a you know a private you know play you know uh, place. 
Um, now, so your classmates, did they experience stuff too, or was it just, or did you guys not talk about it, or, or what? Um, we really didn't talk about it, but um, everybody would hear, like, the door slamming at night um, and how their stuff, like, messed with. And then uh, we started realizing that, like, none of us would be capable of getting into each other's locker because, like, you had to um, provide your own lock. So, because at first, like, people were accusing each other of, like, getting into their locker at night. And we realized that it wasn't each other doing it. So then we just, like, didn't talk about it because, like, we were like I was always taught that um, you don't acknowledge um, things that are like kind of mess with you, and you just like ignore it because if you acknowledge it, then it gets the power. And so um, I don't know if favor taught that too, but it just seemed like nobody would talk about it. No, no, was that like the Native American part of your upbringing that believed in that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, the, I, you're right then. That probably makes sense that, you know, if, if all you guys were uh, of some uh, per, percent Native American, you guys probably all had that same teaching, you know, to some, some degree. Yeah. I mean, I was like one of the few, like, that went there that didn't come from like a reservation and that wasn't full blooded. So like I was like the, the city girl. <laughs> but um so they had like a lot of different like stuff that like that they were taught. Okay, like even more like uh, traditional sort of things. Yeah. That... Like, like there's like like everybody like would tell you like stay um, leery of like the Apache um, tribes because um, they're known for um, practicing black magic and um, so like one of the things that like er like all the girls would do even the boys that they would have long hair too would make sure that, like, you didn't leave any of your hair, like, in your brushes or combs, like, you'd flush it down the toilet. Oh, yeah, so they couldn't get a hold of your hair and, and use it like a um, a charm or something or a connection for you in some spell, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny you, you say that. I watched this show on Hulu. Um, is it Res Dogs or Red yeah. Dogs or whatever? And they, that same thing happened. Like they wanted to put a spell on the one girl, and the other girl got her hair from a hairbrush, and they put a they you know put some some black mat use some black magic on her to make some bad stuff happen. And then it just ha yeah. then of course it happened to all of them. You know they kind of cursed all of all you know everybody yeah a lot of cultures do that uh shane like um you know any of the uh voodoo practicing cultures they do the same thing yeah hmm. 
Well, it's a good thing I'm losing all my hair. <laughs> I shaved mine. <laughs> um, that show, Red Dog, actually um, mentioned like the the town that uh, my tribe is located at. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a very eye opening show for somebody that has no personal experience with, um, you know, that part of the country and, and some of that culture, you know, that's a very eye opening show. And it's, there's so much, uh, religious, spiritual type stuff that goes on in that. It's, it's, it's kind of fascinating to see, um, you know, the belief system for sure. Yeah. Well, you know how they mentioned the um, deer lady in it? Yeah. Um, so uh, when they have powwows down there, um, at, it's called like um, one of the, the grounds that they have it at is called Indian City. And um, I don't know if they still do it, but when I was growing up, they would um, check your feet before you, they would let you into the powwow to make sure that um, you weren't um, a, the deer lady. Holy smoke. So, okay. And <clears throat> so that is a, cause I couldn't figure out exactly <clears throat> what that was supposed to be, but that's an actual, that's something separate from like a skinwalker or a Wendigo or anything like that. That's a whole different. Say, it sounded like you uh, guys were describing a Wendigo cause I haven't seen this series yet. No, it's so that's something completely separate that people that that uh, um, that is believed to exist is a is a woman with the deer's feet. Yeah, she's a like like the most beautiful woman you ever seen, and um, like no man can like resist her supposedly. But um, she goes after like corrupt men, bad men, you know. Oh, Jason, you're in trouble. Jason, you are in trouble. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's interesting. Now, now, do you have any? Do you got any stories about that? <laughs> um, I my dad told me a story about um one of his cousins uh, when they were growing up because they all lived out in the country, like um on Indian land, and it was like during the summertime. She had her window open, and supposedly um, the deer woman jumped into her window and then jumped back out. So I don't know how true that is, but that's like the only thing that I ever heard. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, then, you know, hopefully then there's not a, I mean, maybe that means there's not a lot of corrupt guys in your family. <laughs> You know, that she kind of steered. I mean, because think about it. If that's what she's supposed to go after, you would hope that, yeah, my grandpa had three run-ins with the with the dear lady. What kind of guy was he? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Are you trying Plus to say that she would just take up residency in my home and just start calling it hers? <laughs> yes, Jason. I am. Just, I am. I am. So, so, so what else? What else happened at the school then? Anything? Um, so in the 
guy's dorm in one of them, like the high school dorm, um, the guy's got a bright idea to um, make a homemade Ouija board. Oh, goodness. They just like, took like a piece of like um, cardboard or something and like drew out all this stuff and then took a piece of mirror and scraped off the stuff until it was see-through. Mm-hmm. And um, they were they were playing with it, and um, I guess they started smelling like um, like burnt like it, like it smelled like there's a fire. Um, the electricity went out to the whole dorm, and they had to call a medicine man to come and smoke the whole entire dorm and those boys um some of the boys had to go to like the hospital because they were so like scared um but i found out that night because um the dorm agent there happened to be my older cousin and he came and told me like after like right after it happened and then of course the next day at school like my friends that were boys told me about it. They like evacuated the dorm and um, made everybody go outside. And actually they ended up um, taking like a big piece of wood and boarding off that section of the dorm. Holy smokes. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, you start talking about the boys dorm. I'm like, Oh, wait a second. This, where's this going? You know, let's, 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 I, I mean, so did any of the, uh, I mean, whatever, did anything else become of that other than they just closed that part off? Did they like, I mean, essentially they, uh, they summoned something, right? Yeah. Um, they summoned something, but I really didn't get like, much of details because the boys that did it were like didn't want to talk about it jeez so and you have no knowledge if they brought somebody in to cleanse it or get it get it out of there or make it pure again yeah yeah so they um so like um they will bring like cedar or sage or sweet grass or a mixture of all of them and um, usually it'll be like a medicine man or woman. Sometimes those are be an elder that will cleanse or like smoke you. And um, that's what they did. They had to call somebody to come and smoke um, the whole dorm and smoke those boys. And I, if I remember correctly, I think those boys had to go to like a, they did like um, the sweat lodge is, for a couple of days, too. You, you know, here, here's what's interesting, Jason, is mm-hmm. hear, hearing hearing Alex tell these story, stories you, you know, that happened is, so if something, like, we, like, our call, like, like uh, they wouldn't even believe that anything happened. You know, people would just right. be like, whatever, you're just crazy. And Alex and, and you guys... You know the the Native Americans are 
this is not this is real this is yeah they're more they're more respectful uh where yeah. our culture you know like you said if anything they would have razzed the guys and, and made fun of them you know yeah and, I, and blew it off that's what's me it's that's what is amazing to me hearing this stuff alex is that is how uh serious it's all taken well, I got you know. a question about the, uh, you said you sweated them. Uh, is that like a, that's a cleansing process. What exactly do they use? Yeah. Um, is that like a, um, sage kind of, uh, herb or, or what do they use when they, uh, sweat the evil or, or the, the bad omens or whatever out of an individual? Um, well, they can use, well, like if they, if you get smoked, they'll usually have like an eagle feather. And they'll have um, cedar. Um, sometimes they'll have sweet grass and um, sage as well. But the main thing that like our tribe uses is cedar. Um, so they can either have like a bundle of all three of them together, or just um, one of them by themselves. And they'll start with um, their feet and work their way up their their entire body and go around them but um with the sweat lodge i'm not exactly sure what they like use for that because i've never been in one i've seen them and my dad and like his family's been in them but i have never been in one okay but i guess probably just sit like in a like a a, like a dome shelter type thing mm-hmm. made out of like certain sticks and they sit in there. Well, they'll do like um, a prayer, like a peyote prayer. Mm-hmm. And then they'll sit there for like hour or so. That's very interesting. It sure is. Yeah. That's um, I've always been interested in, 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 in that. And, um, some of the other traditions that how they respect, like I know, I don't know if you have anything to say about skinwalkers. Well, you know what? Let me let you tell it because I'm very interested <laughs> in hearing about that too. <laughs> See, Jason's all excited. So yes. <laughs> so so is that so is there anything else that happened while you were at school then? Um. What well, the the last thing that like happened. Um, while well, I was there, so like we would have a curfew every day. Like we had to be back in the dorm at a certain time. And usually it was like, um, like right when it's getting dark or a little right after it gets dark. So it happened to be like, um, I think like a Friday. So we could like stay up later or whatever. And, um, the boys dorm that was connected to ours, um, they were like just blasting music like real loud. Um, and for I think I was waiting for like my dad to come and pick me up or something because I was looking out the front window and um, under the lamp light, like where the vending machines were, um, there was a dog standing on two feet. And, like, I swear to you, like, it was dancing to the music. 
Wow. <laughs> I would love to have seen that. What, what went through your mind when you saw that? Um, shapeshifter. Yep, that's what I was thinking. I'd love to have seen that. Because, yeah, well, because, like, I was always told about, like, how, like, when my dad was younger, how um, he had seen um, some dogs with a baseball bat, and I was like, what? And so, like, I like I instantly thought of that when I seen that dog dance, and I was like, I, oh, my God, I must be a shapeshifter. Because it just looked like a regular dog, like, but it was acting like a human being. Now, when he now when he picked you up, then did you tell him what you had seen? Um, I believe so. I'm pretty sure I did, and I think he um retold me the story about when he was younger. So when you, when you say he saw dogs with a like they were holding a baseball bat, like they were humans. Yeah. So um, I guess. They were um, out in the country again, like at a country house. I don't know whose house exactly, but um, the dogs outside were like just going crazy. And so they got up to see what was going on and they seen a dog um, that was like the bottom half was a dog, but the upper half was a man. And he had a baseball bat, and he was trying to, um, he was swinging it at those dogs because the dogs were trying to attack him. Holy smokes. Now, this is in Oklahoma, or this is in Utah? Yeah, this is Oklahoma. Okay, I'm not going to Oklahoma. I got to make, <laughs> I mean, this is, the, this is, some, and so this is, so what is the, the shapeshifter then is sort of uh, like a human that can that shapeshifts into different animals. Yeah. And what's well, I, the pro- I don't and what's- know if, if they're like born with it or if they're just like um, if it's like a type of like a medicine, you know? Yeah. I'm not sure because they never asked my dad. Because I know of, like, medicine men that um, will, like, shapeshift into, like, owls. But so I don't know if it's, like, if, if it's something they're born with or if they use something to do it, like how, like, skinwalkers do it. Now, would that be common for, then, a shapeshifter to be half and half and not, like, just be fully shifted into its dog form? Um, I don't think so. I think they're, um, I think he got like caught, um, transitioning. Holy smokes. Like by the dogs and he wasn't able to like fully do it or something. So is there a way to, so, so these shapeshifters, I know we're getting, we're going to go way left to center probably, but the shapeshifters, what is the purpose of them changing shape? And is it, are they doing something? I mean, is it first evil or is it something, you know, they're trying to do something good or is it just something they do and it's not really harmful? Um, I think 
back in the day, it was um, to spy on your enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, to, like, get intel. Like, um, but now I'm not sure why they do it. I mean, I know why, like, skinwalkers do it because they're doing it for, like, the way that they do it. They use black magic versus, like, shapeshifters. They're not, like, they don't have to, like, do, like, a ritual or something to do it. To be able to do it. And, like, skinwalkers, like, they don't look right, you know? Like, they... Well, I'm going to take your word for it. I don't really want to. Uh, don't really. So, so have you had a um, shapeshifter experience other than that, or other than the, the um, dog dancing? Um, I think that's the only one because my dad always told me that um, they'll usually be dogs or owls um, is like their main things that they'll use for their shape. Um, yeah, so I think, I believe that's the only one. <laughs> now, I gotta be totally honest. As somebody who is dodging dogs all day long, um, <laughs> like, once you see something like that, are you suspicious of every dog? Then, like, do you, like, look at every dog, like, okay, are you really a poodle, or are you, like, a, a 19-year-old dude that doesn't, you know, that's right. transitioned because you want to s- sniff my leg or something, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> wh- wouldn't that be, like... I- I would be leery of it. I mean, yeah, if I can, I, you know, actually I, seen somebody do that, I would be leery of every dog that I'd see thereafter. Right. I'm already leery of every dog. I got to be honest. <laughs> this is not helping at all. Hearing this. Jeez. <laughs> so what's what's the protection against something like that then? Um, cedar. Cedar and um, some people will wear like um, medicine bags. Okay. But, um, so So if you think that that you're in danger of something like that, or you've seen something like that, then you would like grab some cedar or grab a medicine bag and wear it. Um, well, some people like constantly wear medicine bags. Um, some people like will, um, smoke themselves, like get smoked or put, like they'll put cedar like at their entrance of their home, like above their doorway. So, like, how people can come in. Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's some crazy stuff. I mean, it makes sense, though, if it works, for sure. So, so you've had, so you had the shapeshifter experience. Uh, I'm afraid to ask what, what happened next? <laughs> Um, let me see. And another thing that was kind of weird was my parents had went out of town. Um, and so like they left all of us 
and like me with my brothers and cousins and one of our cousins had a car and so we decided that um we were going to go out to the back road at nighttime and like to like a haunted bridge or whatever and like roads that um are known for like dear lady or little people and we were out there messing around and this there was this owl that literally that was like huge it was the size of our car that was chasing us and I mean it was pretty scary because like it wouldn't like we couldn't shake it so I, that's huge. Yeah, that is. Like, that's big. <laughs> like that's like a that's like kind of like a Mothman type situation, you know? Uh, something that looked like an owl and that big chasing a car. Yeah, and you know, like on country roads, you know, like there's no like street lights, so mm-hmm. you're like depending on like the moonlight and your headlights. So I mean. I mean, it could have been like a Mothman thing. We all just thought it was an owl. <laughs> Holy smoke! But I mean, something. I mean, so you guys had to be terrified. But 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 I gotta be yeah, honest with yeah. you. You guys deserved it. I mean, you just said you went out somewhere where you knew there was deer. Look, if you think that if there's already deer lady, deer ladies, and little people running around, of course there's going to be something else. Probably. I mean. <laughs> You guys kind of deserved it. Okay, I gotta be honest. Your parents probably are like, "Well, we'll fix these guys. We're gonna put like we're gonna put this owl on their this giant owl on their to tail them. We're we're leaving yeah, I mean, town. They're supposed I mean, to be behaving. They did it work. They did it work. So what is like, what is that? Like, you, like what? Well, we what, just we, we off running home. Like we went home as fast as we could because. When you see an owl, like if it's brown, that is like if you're out doing something you're not supposed to be doing, like that's your sign, like stop doing it or you know something bad's gonna happen, or it's a sign of death. So we were just going straight home. <laughs> okay, so that's what I was gonna ask. So there is a definite like um, meaning behind seeing a giant owl when you're out there. It's 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 kind of war. It's kind of a warning sign. Yeah, and the, the other thing is that the reason why um, my parents were out of town was because um, my older cousin was in the hospital with cancer, and um, it was at the time that that owl was chasing us. Just happened to be the time that um, she passed away. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't 
win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, that's, oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that, too. Yeah. So, in other words, it's almost like, hey, you guys got to stop messing around and get home. There's other things happening that are more important. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like, we just took it like um, that it was letting us know that she had passed because, like, when my grandpa passed, like, my dad there was an owl like um, that came to our front yard and we were, um, lived in Salt Lake. And there's like, you don't see owls like in the middle of the day. And so like every time that we have, like I have seen an owl, um, somebody had passed away. Well, that's interesting for sure. I mean, I couldn't even tell you the last time I saw an owl, to be honest. <laughs> you know, I mean, this, uh, that's just that's just so strange how that has such a meaning um, to a different culture, you know. And you think if you're going to see an owl, you're just going to see an owl, but you know how significant it is um, for you guys when you see it at certain times. Yep. So so then um, take us to the next one. Um, so, so, um, while I was in high school, like, cause I mean, me and my cousins and brothers, we were always trying to like, go and like, see the things that we were always told about, like the little people or, um, Bigfoot and like, you know, going to all the places like too, cause we didn't believe in any of that stuff. And, um, so... No wait, no, no, wait, no, wait a second. Despite the fact that you know there's ghosts, you know there's shapeshifters, you know there's there's like other crazy stuff, and you guys are still pushing the envelope to go see other stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Holy! S- I I don't want to say it, but you guys just might have been bad kids. 
<laughs> okay. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say No, but they're just I brave. Mean, that's all. I guess so. I guess so. I think it's just um, being, like, growing up, like, going from, like, living, like, in a city to, like, a country, like, the country, like, you don't know what to do. Mm, okay. Okay. I can buy that. <laughs> yep. And too, like sometimes, like you're like, oh, that's not true. Like they're probably just telling the stories, you know. And but it's like every time, like something would happen. Um, like I never seen like a little person or anything. Um, my friends were out. Um park and like listening to music and I, I think they're probably like doing stuff they weren't supposed to be doing and they had um turned on their headlights I think they were getting ready to leave and um there was little people in front of their headlights dancing supposedly like the little people um like music oh my so if you were to when it, when you were told about this, if you were to say about how tall were they, are we talking like they're like one foot, one to two feet, or one to three feet, or what? Um, there's different um sizes. Like there's ones that um look like little kids that look like Native Americans from back in the day. Okay. Um, and those ones are like the size of toddlers. Um. And then there's ones that are smaller than that, that kind of look like, um, I guess, like um, a goblin or a gnome type thing. Mm, okay. Those ones, um, I was always told they were called like minipedes. Um, and those ones are probably like around the one foot size. Yeah. So, so the so the ones that look like Native Americans is that then the belief they're just another tribe or another nation of people that are smaller and just kind of hide and keep to themselves. Um, they um, supposedly they live like underground, I guess, but they um, protect. Um, spring to make sure that like it um, nobody is like misusing it or whatever so like, it's, like supposedly if you want to see like a little person like go to like where you know a natural spring is and stay there too long because they'll show up so they're like protecting the water sources that yeah and okay. um, they like to they like to play tricks on you um like, you want, like, we were always told, like, if, like, um, I guess my dad's cousin had to walk home, and he was cutting through a field, and um, he had, right when he was starting to walk in there, um, he ran into a little person, like, the traditional, like, Indian one looking, and he knew that um, to give it tobacco, um, so he can cross that field safely because 
if he wouldn't have given it tobacco, then um, it, he would have been lost in that field forever. So if they don't get a treat or something, well, then they believe in uh, making you pay for it through mischief or mischievous behavior on their part. Yeah, so like, um, like, lead you astray where you like you can't find your way. Right, right. Like you'll be somewhat familiar, but you'll be lost. Mm, okay. Um, and like, never like if they try to offer you like something to eat or drink, like don't accept it because, um, you'll think that you're gone for like an hour or thirty minutes, but like twenty years could have passed when you come back. Oh wow. And what's what is this? What is the belief about this particular um, tribe or whatever? I mean, they're just not very. There's not very nice, or they just think that's really that funny that they would do that. They do that sort of thing. I have no idea. Like, there's um, tribes like in Oklahoma that um, they will. They used to hold like a every year they would hold a big, huge, like, dance with them to keep them happy so they wouldn't um, get messed with. Wow. And supposedly, like, the people would show up and they would dance together and eat together all the way up until, like, not too long ago. Hey, I, and I've heard tons and tons of stories about little people. And, and I, I mean, to me... That is, I don't even question that because of all the European stories about gnomes and dwarves and trolls and stuff like that. I mean, there's got to be some basis in a population of little people. And it would just make sense that they would be, you know, there'd be a population of little people over here too, you know. And if a nine foot, uh, nine foot tall, 800 pound creature can stay hidden in the woods. Imagine what a popu you know, population of little people could do. Right. Yeah. You never, I mean, especially if they were living underground and, and, um, you know, just lived off the land, they would, they would never find them unless they wanted you, unless they wanted you to see them. Yep. For so. sure. For sure. Holy smoke. So what hasn't happened to you guys? Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a trick question. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So okay. So let's keep on. Let's let's keep going. What's what's uh, what can you tell us about next? Oh, so one of my friends, um, she was real. Like her family was real traditional. Like, um, her grandfather was actually like the. Um, he was the chairman of our tribe at the time, which is like the chief, essentially. Yeah. And um, she was like on the weekends, anytime school, there was no school or whatever. Like she was staying over at her house, and I was like, I was wondering why. I was like, man, she must pay at her house or something. And I asked her like why she was always like wanting to come over and she said she hated being there because that um that um in their attic 
um, was a Katina doll, and at nighttime, it would be it run around, and you can just hear it running around in their attic. What? What kind of doll is it called? A Katina doll. A Katina doll. And what is the purpose of that? And why would you have it in your house if it's just running around in the attic? Like, I have no idea. Cochino, like, doesn't that mean bad? Translate into bad? I, I'm not sure. Like, when I was growing up, I always always thought, like, Cochino dolls were not a good thing to have. Like, they're kind of like um, black magic type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And so, but I mean... Being that, like, I never, like, had one and stuff, like, I'm not exactly sure if that's, like, what they exactly are, but, I mean, that's what I was always told. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It, it, it just, it makes me wonder, like, if he was the leader, if he was the chief, um, um, like, maybe this was something that the tribe had. And he was keeping it from other, you know, keeping it from other people by keeping it up in the attic. Maybe it was like trapped in the attic or something, you know, I, I don't know. Well, things like that weren't always, you know, in different cultures, I know they do use them for mischievous purposes, like trying to attack someone, but they were also used for protection too. So in this case, if you got like a tribal leader that would have something like that, it could be to protect the tribe. If you got an enemy that's coming, uh, attacking your tribe or hurting people, well, then that's one way you can strike back at that enemy. If you can get some of their uh, DNA, which is what the hair would represent or something from them. You know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, that, that's just... Gosh. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm i really getting freaked out here a little bit. It's I very freaky. It's freaky, <laughs> but it's just like I'm, I'm just enthralled by it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so she just so matter-of-factly said, yeah, there's this doll running around upstairs at night. I hear it. <laughs> Good grief. The doll may okay. inhabit a spirit, too. I mean, like I said, it, it's, it would be interesting uh, to get an expert on that could uh, talk with that about us. That would be very interesting. Yeah, I forgot. I think it's, the Zuni tribe has our... I believe it's the Zuni... I think the Zuni tribe that... Um, are the ones that like have the Kachina belief, like the and their Kachinas are the basically the gods that came from the sky. Mm, okay. Wow. Extraordinary. It's extraordinary. <laughs> so, um, okay. So it is for something else. I can't. Uh, okay. I don't know if I can take much more, but hit us with something else. <laughs> I can tell right hey, can, now hey, you're over there contemplating. We, it's like your brain is probably smoking now. <laughs> listen, can we just get to Bigfoot? I mean, seriously, I can handle Bigfoot. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. That's but, true. So, right. so, so um, my dad's friend um, was telling him 
about Bigfoot and I guess it was like over like a maybe like a year time like he would give him like little information more and more and so finally it came to the point where he's like well yeah I got um he's I can show you I can prove it to you he goes I got photos and videos and so um my dad went over to his house and he my dad said sure enough like he had tons of video tape and photos and like cast of footprints. I guess um Bigfoot um since he was little would would come onto his property. Wow. And so and so he just was just like an everyday thing, like a just something normal then. Yeah, like um I guess like like it'd be like certain times of the year that he said that they would come around and he'd always say like um they follow the river. Um, of course like they they would peek in the windows or like he learned not to leave like dog food out in his um shed because it would door would get broken off or ripped off and dog food would be gone. Yeah, we've had other guests to tell us uh, similar stories, like uh, during harvest season, uh, season uh, Bigfoot in, inhabits uh, different properties because they'll, like, take food from your garden or your fruit trees, and they just, like, live amongst you on your on, on your property. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the following the, wa- the following the water thing is something definitely – um, oh yeah, that that's definitely that heard that. Yeah, heard that a lot. Yes. Now, now, did your dad ever? Did he ever get to encounter the creature or see it? Um, he he rode with them out to um, an area where he um, said that they lived, and my dad um, wouldn't. They didn't get out the car like they just rode, like shut the car off and rode down the windows. And um, I guess that guy like did some type of call of some sort. And um, I guess like within like ten minutes or whatever, like they um, started hearing like noises and stuff. And then there, my dad said there was like. Um, I don't know if he said it was screaming or growling or maybe a mixture of both. I can't really remember. But he said it kept on getting closer and closer. But they never, like, seen anything. But um, he said his friend, um, to, like, a certain point, like, it got so, like, the sound got, like, to a certain point. Like, he's like, okay, we got to go now because, like, we're in danger if we if it gets any closer. smokes now what now you did when we first talked what was it that the belief was about whistling oh um he told my dad that um not to whistle because like i don't i think it irritates them or attracts them so uh whistling was a bad thing to do because then i i think it would like attract them to you 
Now, there's a big difference between irritating them and attracting them. Just, <laughs> just like, you know. and, I, and I think you don't want to do both, right? You don't want to attract them and yeah. irritate them at the same time. <laughs> it could have did both of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but we hear that a lot, too, that, 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 um, People, you know, believe believe they'll hear a whistle and believe it's Bigfoot whistling at them. And so I can believe it's the attracting, you know, it attracts them because I've always, every story I've heard, I always kind of have thought that um, if there's one Bigfoot, there's usually another. And if they're whistling, they're trying to call in another, you know, another creature. So that, to me, would make sense to say, hey, don't whistle. You're just going to draw them in, you know? Yeah. But what do I know? I'm, I'm I looking mean, under the desk mean. right now because I'm scared of everything you've told me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was, there was, like, even a cop that was um, trying to catch, like, speeders or, like, drunk drivers on the back road. So he was parked... Um, next to like the river by a bridge and he said he was sitting there like just waiting and all of a sudden his car started moving and um when he looked to see what it was like out his back window it was a bigfoot pushing his car like basically telling like move oh wow well we know they're strong very strong Now, have you had any, you or any of your friends had any encounters with a Bigfoot-type creature? And and I'm curious, what is the relationship then with, like, uh, the, you know, the tribes out there with these creatures? Um, like, from my, what I know, like, basically just, like, leave them alone, respect them. Because they'll kill your women and children. Oh, really? So the so the belief uh, is that they're not just this benevolent, like nice Harry and Henderson oh. type creature. They'll they'll. No, like 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 we're always told like if you go like out into the country or the woods or whatever, um, like you don't want to be there at nighttime or you don't want to be like like say you're with there with somebody and you're like hey Jason or whatever you don't want to say that you don't ever want to use a name because if they're around or whatever they're able to mimic and they will um, call to you so you'll go to them and then you won't ever be seen again holy moly we've heard that before yeah we've too. heard that yeah that they can <laughs> mimic voices yes or mimic sound of other animals also so now, is there a belief out there that there's different species of these type of creatures, or that there's just one and they're they're bad, bad news? Um, I'm not sure about like the other tribes or anything, but um, I think we probably thought like I'm there's probably like different varieties, but. Essentially, like, as long as, you know, you, you aren't, like, in their territory or, like, being disrespectful, 
like you should be all right. Yeah, and that kind of, you know, that seems to be a common theme, you know, around a lot of Bigfoot encounters is they don't want to mess with you any more than you really want to mess with them. And as long as you're not out there really trying to cause them harm or agitate them, they kind of leave you alone. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, like, Native Americans had, like, lived side by side with them for, like, a long time, so Mm -hmm. we learned how to live alongside them. And I'm pretty sure different areas had different personalities of the species. Yeah, that would that would obviously. I mean, to me, that makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense to everybody, but to me, that definitely makes sense. That um, it's just, they're just like people. You know, they're going to be different temperaments, different uh, um, physical traits, and and stuff. I believe. Um, now, I really want to hear. I really want you to share with Jason the one story you told me that really was it was it about your aunt. Yeah. Okay, Jason, uh, are you ready for this? Are you ready for this one, Jason? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, so um, my grandfather was actually a medicine man, and um, his grandfather was a medicine man, like a real strong one. And um, so (laughs) my aunt was his first child, and around... Two and a half or three years old, she had gotten sick, and um, on the way to the hospital, um, she ended up dying, and when they got to the hospital, they um, told my grandfather that that she was gone, there was nothing that they could do, and um, they sent her to the morgue, I guess, or funeral, the funeral house. And, um, cause I mean, it was a small town and she was there for like three hours, but my grandfather, he wouldn't, didn't want to accept it. He wasn't ready to let her go. So he went and picked her up, wrapped her in a, a blanket. And my grandfather actually didn't have a car. He had a, um, a horse and a wagon. And so he um, loaded her up and he went to his grandfather's house, which was way out in the country. And right before um, he got to my grandfather's house, like he had to cross the bridge in order to reach his house. And um, when he was trying to get across the bridge, like a big giant owl, like the one that chased us, like, came down, and then fire came up and was trying to prevent him from crossing the bridge. But um, my dad said that he knew that it was just spiritual that was there. Like, it wasn't, like, real. Like, it was just a spiritual okay. thing. Okay, so it wasn't physical. Okay, all right. So, like, you know, like, when you, like, like, it looked real, but he knew that it was just spiritual. Okay, okay. And so he, he crossed the bridge, and his grandfather was outside, 
he said, I've been waiting for you. And um, so he told my grandfather to put her on the kitchen table. He told him to go leave and he needed to gather um, some different items. And to when he gathered those items to um, separate them into two different piles and to wrap them in buckskin into pouches and um, to take one of the pouches and to throw it in a river that would never stop running and to bring the other one to him. And so he did that. And when he got back and gave him the, the pouch, he told him to stay outside and not to come inside no matter what until he was told to come inside. And so he waited outside and probably like 45 minutes or so, um, he just all of a sudden heard um, like screaming and it was his, it was my aunt. Oh my goodness. Wow. And yeah, the other pouch, the, the reason why he had to bring the other pouch, she, they made it into a necklace and um, he was told that she was not to take that off ever because that medicine was what was keeping her here. Right, right. Oh my goodness. Whew. We can make a we can make a million dollars if we can figure out what kind of medicine that was to reproduce it. <laughs> yeah, but the be, the best part is what did you what did you say about your aunt then when when you knew her? Oh, um, <laughs> like I knew this story my whole life, and mm-hmm. but like like I was always scared of her until I was an adult because she just looked scary. Like she's just oh my god! I don't know. There was just the way she looked. Just scary you and my dad was scared of her when he was little well you know it's just that's just so unnatural it's just i think just about oh, anybody would be scared what, what, is, what do you mean that's an, uh, the understatement of well i'm trying well, to put it i mean it's 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 fantastic it is the true definition of fantastic is what it is it's, it's a little unnatural we brought back from the dead and then live the rest of your life as a as a, hey, as, as we dead. study as we study different cultures and things, I mean, some of the medicine men were able to do things that we, you know, think um, our modern medicine can't do. That's all I'm going to say. I, I'm not disputing that, but I'm just saying that that comparing saying it's just a little unusual. Well, I mean, I am like, uh, wow. I mean, you know, you want to be you want to be respectful when you're uh, dealing with things like this. You really do. Yeah, you can't so, just casually dismiss it. Be respectful. I know. I'm not. I'm just, no. I'm just saying that. Yes, that would be creepy. I'm sure anybody that came back from the dead would have a certain look. You know, or, what I'm or a I mean, certain feeling that would come off from a vibe. vibe. Yeah. Now, yeah, did, she, just, ha- did like, she have kids or anything? Yeah, she had like. Um, I think she has like five kids, and the thing is that she looked. Like really, like just scary or mean, but she was the nicest person, like real loving and sweet. But she just, I, she just didn't look right. Okay, that's wow, that's, that's incredible. I, yeah, and to have five kids, and like, how were the, like, did you, what did the kid, what did her kids think of that story that their mom had died and was brought back? 
Or did you never talk about it? Then they, I mean, everybody like knows the story. So like when I think because like we were kind of like raised not in Oklahoma. Like I didn't live in Oklahoma until my like high school, mm-hmm. and um, so like it was always strange to me. But I think because they were more like traditional, like it was just normal, I guess. But I mean, it wasn't normal to me. <laughs> oh my goodness! You know that puts a whole new that like that whole. I brought you into this world, and I can I'll take, take you, you out. out. And that that's a whole new back. meaning to it. <laughs> and, then, and then I can bring you back. <laughs> so be good. <laughs> I can take you out and bring you back. And bring, oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's old old Southern saying, you know, around here. Amer- it's an American thing. I brought you in this world. I'll take you out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. yeah, that's just a twist, and I can bring you back. Yep. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So, um Holy! Now, did you now did you ever experience like a skinwalker or anything? Um, I never experienced one. Um, because I was always scared of them. Like we would drive, like when we would drive from Salt Lake to um, Oklahoma every year, like we had we would have to go through um, New Mexico, and we had to go through the area where it's known for skinwalkers. And every time we went through that area, even, like, now if I had to go through that area, like, I'm terrified of, like, breaking down. There, like, when I was in high school, we drove through and there was these people on the side of the road and they were, like, trying to flag people down. And I, I told my brother, I was like, do not pick them up. <laughs> because, like, no. you're not supposed to pick anybody up because they're said to be skinwalkers. Isn't that terrible? Like, and they're all probably like, "Look, pick us up," because we're afraid of the skinwalk. You know, the skinwalkers are going to come get us. It's just a never-ending circle. Like, but I see what you're saying. Like, you can't. It's, it's almost like you can't trust anybody. Yeah, better safe than sorry. You don't want to just pick people up. Uh. Uh-uh. Wow. So, is there anything? Is there any? Could there possibly be anything else that you could shock us with? Um, not that I can think of. I mean, yeah, I think that. Well, you've done a pretty good job. I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, I feel like I, I feel like I can yeah. breathe. I feel like I can yeah. breath. I, I, you know, I, I am so, and like I say this a lot, is I think um, it's a shame, like how dismissive you know the our founding fathers were towards the native americans and labeling them like you said you know like the native americans gets into that school to kind of get the savage out of them when there's nothing sad i mean there's nothing savage i mean they're so the native american people seem so enlightened and in tune with nature which yep, a lot of people true. today just are not Right. You know, and don't don't have a clue as to how to live in harmony with their surroundings, mm-hmm. you know. And um I I don't question anything that I hear because these stories go back a long, long, long way. Absolutely. You know, a long time. And um Alex, I am I was stoked when you said, 
hey, I'll, I'll come on and we'll talk about some of this stuff. Because I think this is fascinating. I think it's... Um, this is it's very so, important. This is very yeah, important stuff here. It is. And and I know, you know, we teased you, teased you before, but you're you're a young person, you know, that are that's got these experiences and know these stories and traditions and they're going to pass them along. You know? Well, I thank you for coming on our show doing it. I mean, we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. I mean, I appreciate being on. Well, thank <laughs> yeah, you. I'm, no. like, I'm a huge yeah. fan of the show. Yeah. I am. Um, I know our listeners will really, you know, really enjoy hearing, um, hearing some of these stories and then going and, you know, cause this is what I do. I hear stuff like that and I'm like, okay, I want to know more about right. shapeshifters and little people. And, um, I love the little people stories because like I said, I think, I think that is, so, I mean, we've heard it from so, in so many different people in so mm-hmm. many different situations about, about nationalities, cultures. Yeah. There is, I believe little people have been around since the beginning of time. And different and different uh, different species of them. The the ones that look like trolls. You know, there's the good ones. Then the fae. We haven't even got into the fae yet. Oh my goodness! Don't don't start. I'm already. I'm already. Like, I, I know. We'll the, save that for like, another show and another day and another. Look, guest. I feel like I, I feel. I feel like I just got off of the a ride at Cedar Point. One of the roller coasters, man. That's what I feel like. It's like how you remember uh, Art Bell from Coast to Coast AM. He used to, oh, you want to take a ride? I mean, I used, that used oh, to just God. get me going, man. I mean, <laughs> this is the ride. This is we could say that this is the real deal here. I love it. <laughs> well, Alex, I hey, thank you so much for uh, for listening to the show, being a fan, and um, reaching out and uh, sharing with us. You know this, this, some of this history and some of the stuff that uh, that you've experienced, and um, you know, and I'm and I'm yes. looking forward to coming out and visiting Utah. You know, I, I'm yeah. You got it. You go over uh, what a couple weeks, isn't it, Shane? <clears throat> yeah, a couple yeah. weeks, and yeah. I think we're going to try to go. We're going to try to go to the restaurant that Alex recommended. So nice. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of excited. So. So, Alex, thank you so much, and um, I can't wait to hear hear something more. Yeah, thank you very much for coming on once again, and um, we you may be getting some uh, questions. We'll put Shane up to contacting you and uh, try to get some answers for some people. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks yep. for having me, um, and it's good to have you on the show, Jason. Ian. Yeah, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad to all be right. back. I miss all the all right, I well, miss the From the Shadows podcast family. <laughs> oh jeez. Don't worry, you're 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 cold to talk to you too, Shane. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh jeez. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, Alex. We'll we'll stay in touch and uh you know, stay safe out there. Yep. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows what's hiding.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.